right now. Right now. Welcome to the Meeple Syrup After Show, Designers Discussing Design. We're on the after show of episode 75, Prototyping. And thanks to uh, both Robin and JT for sticking around with us uh, as we just uh, chat games and making games and what's happening in the industry. And um, I'm sure uh, some prototyping uh, still might be mentioned. I. I know Sen well enough to know that any excuse he can talk about his toys uh, for prototyping. <laughs> so, his shelf paper. Yeah. yeah the shelf all paper. his fa- all his fancy <laughs> yeah, cool. fancy prototyping tricks. <laughs> I get them from I get a lot of them from Suze. Suze and I actually wanted to run a, a little craft show. A craft show. There <laughs> It'd be it funny. is. Yeah. Um, oh, first we have a question. Sir Bob says something. The new ability to get alternated cut patterns at the game crafters. I guess this is for you, JT. Mm-hmm. Are you able to expand the templates? If so, I would be willing to create public shapes for you. Cubic uh, shapes? Public shapes? Public <laughs> shapes? What are those shapes? Oh. I don't know. And what are your private <laughs> shapes? Like, yeah. That's weird. I'm glad we saved this for the after. Yeah, yeah. this might yeah. get a little dark. <laughs> it's a little blue. Um... Uh, we are able to add new shapes. Um, and in fact, we have some coming out very shortly, um, some new shapes. Uh, we don't allow submissions from the public um, yet. So uh-huh. our goal is actually to our goal is actually to make it so that anybody can upload their own shape. Um, wow. And so you'll be able to, you know, design your own weird, like, you need interlocking gears for your steampunk game than design oh, gear chits. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So that's the that's the goal is to eventually get to that. Uh, there are lots of technical challenges involved in making sure that that doesn't fail as people try to use it because you know for there's sure. lots of ways they can screw that up, um, and lots of ways for us to screw it up too. <laughs> um, so uh, we want to. It'll be a while before that comes out, but um, that's the goal is to get to so that point. Be like LOD like laser on demand. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I think think Tyler is right now drawing a weird shape that he wants you to cut for him. My light bulb. Oh, the light bulb. Oh, yeah. If you can cut cut that light bulb, he will be, like, super happy. He will buy that. uh, A Canadian game where it's all cards and you're moving beer bottle caps. You know there there are concept. You should just grab your concept. They have light bulbs. They do. They have light bulbs in concept. Do you have concept, Tyler? Oh, yeah. I love that game. Well, then get the light bulbs out of there, buddy. Yeah, but they're real tiny. Like, <laughs> so are your ideas, my friend. So are your ideas. <laughs> hey, at least you said it nicely. <laughs> That's because we're Canadian. We're very polite, even when we're mean to each other. Um, oh, what's the one prototyping trick you don't think most other experienced prototypers are using? Oh, that's a good one, Matt. Uh, I'll have to think about that, because I think you guys know most of my tricks anyways. Um... I'll think about it. I'll come back to you. But keep the conversation going while I look around my, my office, seeing what I, I got. I'm curious. This, while while uh, people are thinking about that, and I buy people more time, I'm also curious about uh, the the whole harvesting and pillaging of games. Do you, do okay. you find that you return the parts? Yeah, always. You, uh, you always too do? Much for, too much for completion. Com- completion is not true. I am, too. I feel bad. My co-designer, all the time, I end up like pitching a game with his parts and then give it away to the publisher. <laughs> I, I said, it's, it's rare nowadays that the, I don't have, like, oh, an excellent product you have to get. Um, oh. So 
Uh, it's on Amazon.co.com uh, Amazon or Amazon.co.uk. It's the tub of cubes, plastic cubes. Oh, the plastic, oh, yeah, the educational ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the education ones. Count, counting cubes. Just we call them. If, you, if you want to be a designer, yeah. get them because they or are a teacher. Or we a teacher. use them a lot. <laughs> I I used to use those uh, from Scholar's Choice because I yeah. worked at Scholar's Choice and uh, that that was a real hot seller. It was those plastic cubes. So absolutely, I, I have I have a variety of. I, I'm going to show people a little behind the scenes thing. Whoa! Whoa. I, I sort my bits so that I can have like you know if I want crystals of a certain color, different things like that, or different tubs of cubes. Mm-hmm. Talking oh, about, man. I want to be there now, going through every single drawer, seeing what you've got. This <laughs> this is my baggie of different cubes, you know things like that. So, I so try, I try I try to get myself organized with my bits. My trick organized. for getting those kinds of bits is actually not to pillage my own games, but to go to. Uh, you know, Goodwill or wherever, yes. and and just raid the games there. But See, we actually, actually have. This... I thought you were actually going to say go to conventions instead. I would not put that past you. <laughs> Um, but no, we actually have this amazing thing here in Madison, and I don't know if it exists elsewhere. But um, there is a thing called Dig and Save. And uh, they're what they do is all the stuff that goes to these thrift stores that does oh, not sell. It's a liquidator. Goes oh, to nice. dig and save. Yeah, and yeah, there yeah. you buy stuff by the pound, not oh, by yeah. the thing, right? Just, and so is, that have, where, is that where Brett got all those like cars and stuff? Like it sounds like exactly where he would go to get that. Probably, but yeah, they yeah, have yeah. these giant bins just full of like whatever. There's salt and pepper shakers and whatever. But in the bottom of there, there's all these board game pieces yeah. from board games that were incomplete and there couldn't therefore couldn't sell. So I'll come out of a, with a bucket load for an hour's worth of work. I'll yep. have a five gallon pail of game pieces out of that That's place, amazing. and it'll cost me three bucks. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. Dials. Let's talk about dials. Uh, oh yeah, Sam loves the dials. I love wow. dials. Dials are awesome. So well, you gotta show your your machine. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my machine. I'm moving right. over to my well, machine part. As you buy time, I am curious about this. I don't know. I just I actually this game was a dream of mine last night. So I don't know if this is a well thought out idea. But Sam, your crimping machine could that be used as like hinges on like a body part? Like if you made. Uh, probably yeah. Okay, I need to talk to... to you after the show about making uh, gold, <laughs> making goalies out of. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to make little goalies that you can move around their like, you know, you could like move their glove side or they could like stack the. Sure. Pack. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. Okay. Um, Matt actually says one, one k bucket of cubes is a thousand, plus full sheet label paper. I have like seven thousand sheets over here of full sheet label paper. If you get it from Uline, you can get boxes and boxes of this stuff for mm-hmm. cheap. Uh, relatively cheap. Uh, it's still pretty expensive, but it's 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 more efficient than um, a lot of other ways of like I, I I honestly do not recommend spray glue. Spray glue just comes off eventually. Like, yeah. If your prototype goes through a lot of use, use, and mine go through tons of travel and tons of use, and we don't when we pack. If you've ever read my blog, we don't pack in boxes. We pack in bags. Baggies. And so it's it's really they go through a lot of wear and tear, so if you're going to spray glue, that adhesive will wear off over time. So Matt's right, in my opinion, full sheet stickers that are that are actually blacked out on the back so you can't see what's through it are really effective for lots of stuff. And then he uses 12 by 12 chipboard from Amazon. 
Um, he says those are the basic requirements for designers, and I would say, yeah, that, that, those are really good. And then you have obviously pawns and dice and stuff like that. Sleeves, sleeves. I sleeves use for me are, are are big. One of the things that uh, I use a lot of instead of the chipboard is the um, mat board. Matt, Matt Loomis board, Matt board from uh, photogra uh, photography stores, right? Sure. From framing stores, it's super easy to cut. Uh, it's actually, I think it's easier to cut and just as rigid as things like chipboard, and it comes in lots of colors, which is good if you wanted to have backs on the chips to separate separate them by. Um, and it's free usually. I usually just go to the photo, the framing store and say, hey, you throwing that out? And they go, yeah. I say, oh, can I have it? Or can I, I pay you five bucks for a, a stack of it? And they say, yeah, sure. So that's been a good find for me. That, that's a secret tip. Secret tip. So don't go around London to the framing shops asking because that's my gig. Um, <laughs> but other than that, oh, let me show you this. So uh, here in my magic box of tools, uh, glue gun. Glue gun is, is a pretty nah. important thing if you have heavier bits. Uh, I have arc punches in here if you like cutting out squares and circles and hexes I've got arc punches that you basically use a hammer and you go hammer time on them. Stop! Hammer time! And you cut up stuff uh, with precision and you just kind of punch it out or a gasket punch will do the same thing. But this baby here... There it is. This is my crocodile. I was waiting for it. I couldn't believe you went this long without bringing that up. But I'll talk about this thing a lot. Uh, this is a rivet puncher, uh, mm -hmm. brad puncher, and it will actually make those rotating wheels that um, people like so much, you know, X-Wing style and whatnot. So we make lots and lots of games with wheels for that reason, only because I have the tool. Uh, <laughs> so you can see, like, you know, instantly you get these wheels that you can rotate, and it's mm -hmm. held together by the brad in the middle. Uh, this bracket cool. gets a lot of work for me, so it's really simple, really easy to make. Um, and I think JT, you have some on your site now too, right? Wheels. Tell yeah, us about your we, wheels. We, we call them dials, um, but we have a, a single dial and a dual dial. Uh, cool. They work basically the same way yours do, um, although they're a little bit fancier. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it just go out to the gamecrafter.com/slash. Uh, what is it? Publish, and you'll be able to see uh, all the stuff. Now, but, can uh, you, yeah, on, on your dials, can you print on the dials before they get assembled? Absolutely. You, you send them assembled. That's awesome. Yeah, Ooh. they they're actually um, so we're using um, metal rivets uh, or not rivets, grommets that yeah. are actually holding the pieces together. So I, I assume that's what yours were. I couldn't quite yeah, tell. Yeah, it's a grommet. Yeah. yeah, not really a so, brand, brand of splits. But. Yeah. Can they have the UV coating? Absolutely, they can. Nice. And That's they can even super be. Cool. And they can even be linen. <laughs> you can. Wait, wait, dry erase wheels. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's a lot of people use them for scoring or health trackers or you know that sort of stuff. I've actually seen a really cool aviation game where people were using one for altimeter and one for uh, speed. Cool. For their, for their uh, you know, so it was a dual dial, and they had those two uh, values for their, um, for their planes. So that was yeah, pretty cool. That makes, that, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that's one of my lesser known tools, I guess. What else I've been I've been using. Um, so Suzanne printed out these or posted these pictures of felt boxes that she oh, made. Yeah. Yeah. Cam clips. Oh yeah, the tacos. 
they tacos? That's what you were calling them? <laughs> That's what I call it. I don't know. It looks like a so taco. I thought, oh, if I can, if you can make a dish out of those, you can make a dice rolling tray out of those, and you can make a dice rolling tray out of those. You can then fold it up to make a dice bag out of it. So that's what I've done with cam clips. And then I thought about these cam clips and said, oh, I could use these to like clip things together in weird shapes. And I've been thinking more and more about that lately of how I can use these clips, which are really nice. just like snaps, plastic. You need snaps. to just call it the dice yeah. taco. The dice taco. <laughs> That's what I mean. You, well, you know, I think of the purse. You, you, uh, guys like you that actually make this stuff by themselves impress the hell out of me because I don't know how you have the patience. Like that's half the reason I created the Game Crafter is that I don't have yeah. the patience. So I wanted this engine behind me where I could push a button and it pops out my game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually once I once somebody gets me to get that idea out of my head because that's the hard thing is getting it out of my head onto the table, which is why I work with Jay is because he he makes me do that. Uh-huh. Uh, once I get it on the table, that I really like. I lo- I love paper crafting. Um, mm-hmm. and that, the art of it, you know, so, like, origami oh, yes. stuff like that. So, so I like doing that kind of stuff. And so that's... I like JT. I like this idea that you can just click a button. And I'm happy with that's that a, idea, too. That sounds, like that that. sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. I think it would be super helpful as well for the idea of pitching games and then saying to a publisher, oh, you're interested? Print. Mm-hmm. You know, ship. Don't worry about it. You don't even have to carry it. You know, like, it'll be at your office when you're home. Like things yeah. like that. I don't, oh. I don't know about you guys, but I actually my playtesting crew. It's not just here locally. I have them uh, in various parts of the country, and yep. uh, so the ability to just pop out extra prototypes to send to the various playtesters cool. that makes it really simple. So um, but I have I have friends that do exactly like Sen, and they make their prototypes by hand, and still yep. and still make extra copies to send out to their remote playtesters. And I'm like, well, Jesus. I never said I made extra copies. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so much work. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Robin. Uh, yeah, I was going to say um, the, the idea of being able to. Um, so uh, one of the things that we have a problem with here is pitching to publishers because all the publishers are over in the states, well, all the ones that are, are, are kind of openly taking uh, looking at games and easier to uh, pitch to because they're smaller startup companies, whereas yeah. the European companies are kind of tend to be larger and more established. So once you've got a foot in, then maybe you can get in there. But sure. but uh, generally the the the, the majority of the companies are in the States, so it would be a godsend to be able to just uh, have a have a company like Gamecraft where you can send out to a publisher when you know when you've got the pitch ready to make the pitch and say right. Well, well if the publishers are in the states, then then there you go. We're here too. So well, your and then is, on the vice versa, the ones that you build the relationships with the European ones can work through. You know the Game Crafter Europe edition. There we go. <laughs> we can send our games over to Lee. You know both ways. You know you need you need the double coverage. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing, Lee. Right? If you could get, if you could just set it up on the Game Crafter and then get them to purchase it or purchase it for them and ship it out through the American site, you'd save mm-hmm. on the shipping to America. You'd have a really nice-looking prototype at the end. JT would get a little bit of money on the side. We'd all be happy. He'd take me out for yeah, drinks. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, we all well, win think, this way. Sam, we all think, win. You know, think about the ones that you've had to send to Europe. If oh, yeah. Could, if you could just press print on this end and skip the shipping costs. 
Oh man, let's let's oh. do that. <laughs> oh, that would be huge. Do you know how much it cost me to st- send a copy to Britta? I sent her a copy of something. I can't even remember. It might have just been like a card game, and it was like thirty-five US yeah. or something I sent stupid. So- I sent something to Eggertspiel, and it was like fifty bucks. Yeah. Oh, there was mm-hmm. definitely a there's there was a seventy-five dollar one somewhere, like a box. Mm-hmm. It was it was a box of stuff though. It was a few games, but it was it was a lot. For yeah. Just for the shipping, right? And that's just the shipping. I mean, I could have printed the whole game and and shipped it for yeah. for that. Yeah, shipping is nuts. It's it, and it's getting worse and worse. So. Yes. Yeah. Whoever keeps solving those problems, everyone's happy. Yeah. Shipping, that, there's people taking the planes all the time. You just stand there with a sign, <laughs> looking for someone going to Cuba. Oh, this is how this, this is how people get arrested for drugs. Game mules. <laughs> game mules. Oh wait, Daryl, where's your game mule? Daryl has a game mule. I have. I have uh, expert. You know what's really funny? I just had a conversation two weeks ago. I got seeked out uh, as an expert game mule. <laughs> really? Efka F- F- from No Pun Intended dropped yeah. my name dropped my name to someone because he knew that I did muling and so I'm in co- <laughs> I'm in conversations with a couple people about Essen muling and giving like advice and oh man, it's a weird subworld. Hey you done I should have well, actually got Tiffany to blame for that. Yeah. The videos of you packing boxes down and down and down. Yeah. Yeah. I should have brought all of our shipments for Canada to New York Toy Fair so you could have taken them home for me. I could have <laughs> drove them home. Missed oh, opportunity. Missed opportunity. That's like you know, there's so many ways to beat the man, right? <laughs> he always gets the games. Yes. <laughs> uh, so any anything else? Oh, it's funny. TC Petty uh, is saying he's so afraid to ever hit the button to make a proto with Game Crafter because he makes ten time ten changes by the time it arrives. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. That a good that's, a, that's the beauty of uh, of dry erase, though, that you uh, make the components without any values, just boxes <laughs> where you can write them in. So. Yeah, as long as the other text stays the same, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, and you can just update the iteration. You know, yeah. you, you, you get your copy, you're going to write all over it anyways, let's be honest, and then you update the files that are on Game Grafter and all the changes are right there. Yeah, I mean, maybe, right? Is, is it the... Um... Depends on the size of the game, or like how easy is it, JT? Because I've I've never really used this. I've looked at the system, but I've never really printed anything out through it. How easy is it for me to say I just want the deck of cards redone, not that's, everything else? That's very mm-hmm. simple. You you update your uh, you update your game, and then you make a copy and delete everything you don't want to print, and you just print a copy of the copy. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah so I mean, yes, he does it all the time for Fancy Fancy. We just keep updating the decks. Okay, yep. neat. And so, yeah, because the rest of the components are pretty much set, and then right. if you ever need yep. a new deck, you just update it. That's cool, because that, that could be very useful. Um, one of the things that has been recently sort of a thing in the prototype world is digital. So mm. Tabletopia, oh, yeah. um, and bigger. Tabletop Table Simulator, Simulator and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> what we found, and I don't know, if Daryl, you've, you've been using this a lot too, yeah. uh, is that the physicality is sometimes necessary to make a board game work. Uh, so we have a cl- uh, we're not saying collectible card game because it's not really one. But we have a card game where you need to like count and stack the cards in certain ways and flip them and turn them, um, mm-hmm. and it does not work well in the virtual world. Yeah. And so 
there's a there's totally still a place for physical prototypes. Oh, totally. for sure. Actually, I I have a question along those lines. Have have you talked with either um, with Tabletopia or with Tabletop Simulator about integrating, like, if you design a game in their system, being able to press print and then oh. translating oh, wow. that into... Oh, wow. Because, to me, that would be the dream scenario, is I push around a bunch of bits in the digital world, I then get a hard copy, like, that, that to yeah. me, would be, like, a perfect union. We're talking to both of them. We've been using both of them for over a year. Um, yeah. And uh, the problem is that their stuff on both systems is too low res to print. Um, sure. So ah, it would actually yes. have to go the other direction. It would come from the right. game crafter into their system. Sure. Um, and uh, and they both think that's a decent idea, although yeah. they've been, uh, at least Tabletopia has been very, very slow to move on that idea. Sure. Uh, sure. Tabletop Simulator actually uh, has a little bit of an API already in it, and so we've been actually uh, regularly discussing with them how to get this going. So, uh, Tabletop Simulator will probably uh, will probably have integration first, just because they're way ahead on the whole API thing. Right. Very cool. Very exciting to hear that that is in discussion. That's no smart idea. That yeah. uh, that would make me a very happy man, and would make people oh, yeah. like uh, Ace who is an excellent developer when it comes to uh, the digital space, he, he could create a whole job space out of that. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be really neat to see it go that way uh, so that you could have... It's really literally the best of both worlds, right? So I can play test uh, in Tabletopia, make some changes in... or Tabletop Simulator, make some changes in the Game Crafter engine, send it there. And when I'm really satisfied, I would print several hard yep. copies and send those out for people to play. Um, TC Petty is asking, has anyone used Tabletopia or Simulator for any early pro prototypes like white cards with text? Yep. Yeah, just blank white cards with the text and some numbers you on just it. Just pull, pull some cubes around and start pushing stuff around. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. yeah just rip so... off of Cards Against Humanity? Sorry, what? <laughs> white text on black cards. No, we're talking black oh, text oh, on white yeah. cards, which is the other half of Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> just ripped off half the game. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's something that you could if you, especially if you have co-designs with people who are far away, like I do, it's uh, it's been an invaluable tool to get us all at the table, myself, the developer, the publisher, and Jay, uh, to sit at the table and play and get some iterations done right then and there, and then we can make the changes within a day, and then we're playing a game the next day or whatever. So I think the digital stuff is, is very much... Uh, a thing that we would like to see even more accessible. But JT, if you can link that stuff up with your end, then uh, I'm willing to pay that shipping. If that, if it makes it that easy to do that, I think that'd be really cool. It's that's the goal. But uh, like I said, Tabletopia doesn't have an API to make that happen yet. So um, you know, if they ever do, then we can get that in there. But Tabletop Simulator uh, is getting pretty close where we can actually pull that off. Cool. I'd love to see it. It's interesting that it comes down to resolution. Uh, you just require require just a higher resolution, or it just wouldn't translate. Yeah. Well, they they thought uh, when I first started talking with Tabletopia, they actually thought they were going to be higher resolution than the Game Crafter, uh, and they're like they're very proud of it because everything is about they designed everything around 4K displays. Sure. Uh, ah, but, yeah, but, that's true. Um, 
but there were two problems. The first was that 4K, even 4K displays are about 15% lower resolution than what you need for print. Right. Yep. Um, the eye is, is, uh, sees a lot more. Exactly. And uh, on top of that, uh, everything you upload into Tabletopia does not have bleed. So, oh, right. It doesn't at all. Right. Oh, so, so your cuts <laughs> are going to get all messed up. Exactly. Well, potentially, right? Potentially. Yep. You have that. I got a question yep, for you. Either side or so. Is uh, the game crafter going to get into 3D printing of models for people for their games? Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes. People, people keep asking me that. I so the game crafter uh, owns three 3D 3D printers. Um, we are regularly play tests or playing with stuff, uh, but they're really finicky and terrible. Um, so. The answer is eventually yes, but not anytime soon. Because the quality, just... the quality is not the same. I don't think. <laughs> See, honestly, even the quality, I I think people would be okay with the quality if, uh, if we could do it in a reasonable fashion. The problem is that there's the failure rate and the finickiness of it makes it ridiculously expensive. Um, okay. So because we're having to redo like. Anybody could send in any kind of model, and the model sure. actually has to be designed for 3D printing. Or yeah, right, redesigned by you guys, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I Robin, Robin has a question. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was going to send... So uh, one of the things we talked about in the main show earlier was um, uh, finding playtesters. And mm-hmm. uh, so you've established this forum, which uh, you and Jay use. Yeah. But um, one of the things I've been thinking about was then creating a section within that uh, forum which you can then use for playtesters, and then have a group of playtesters around the world where you send maybe a... So you send a playtesting kit, mm-hmm. which may be like a, a thing of cubes and a thing of dice and various markers, and then you send them the files to print out themselves, and they have access to the forums, and then they can playtest uh, the games based on yeah. the kit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Um, we, we do have playtest forums on our on our forums that other people can access. Uh, it's just rare that they do. <laughs> They'd rather just right. talk in person. Um, yeah. But when we sent, we sent like 80 or 90 or 100 copies of Belfort, uh, the expansion expansion, around the world, um, when we did that, we got... Uh, we have got all the feedback back, but it wasn't electronic. It was, well, it was electronic in the form of email, but we didn't have the forum set up for them at that time. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be, I think, the way that you're talking is actually really neat. So you kind of almost have, almost like a peace pack. If you guys yeah. know peace pack, you have like a peace yeah. pack that you send out to your playtest groups, and then so they have enough tools to to work with. And then anything right. outside of that, you'd send them the print and play files for, and that could be cool. It's, is the forum in that case? Would the forum be used just to provide feedback and ask questions, or yeah, is exactly. it more of a play-by-email kind of thing? No, no. Like the forum is is for uh, questions and and uh, and feedback. Okay, okay. Definitely. I was wondering if you're actually just kind of waiting for the next person to take their move and just describe what you're doing, kind of via forum. Oh my wow, no, that'd be that'd be really interesting and slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why not just Science. tabletopia at that point? Yeah. 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 <laughs> What, are we playing games through bulletin board systems now? What? <laughs> Man, I used to do that all the time. Yep, oh, me too. <laughs> hey, JP, what yeah. do you think of X-Carve, the X-Carve? That, that, is, that is a toy I am seriously considering. I was toying I around actually, with the idea of a couple things, but that one... You're talking about the, the thing from Inventables? Yeah. Yeah. I actually have their other product, the Carvey. Yes, uh, which the one that has a big thing that goes over? 
Yeah, I yeah, like that way better. That is um, that is the one I really wanted, but I didn't know enough about it yet. So. Okay, so I I own the Carvey. It's freaking incredible. It's awesome. So you're saying um, Sen should get one, is what you're saying? I'm saying if you if you like the craft just say, projects just that you say, say you yes, like, just say get yes. It. You'll get it. <laughs> He's gonna get it. He already probably ordered it too. No, I didn't order it, but I I I, <laughs> I have been looking at it for a long time. So. Yeah, no, the Carvey is a magnificent machine. You would not be disappointed. Make sure you get all the different types of bits for it, though. Okay. So. Cool. Oh, he'll get all the bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a completionist when it comes to that kind of stuff. I have to get all the bits. Yeah, so, I mean, 3D printing, it, for the longest time I, I was interested in that, but at the end of the day, none of the stuff that got printed actually ended up wowing me enough to say, yeah, I'm going to invest in that. So, the, the, But the stuff that came out through the X-Carve and the Carvey and whatnot looked a lot, looked a lot better. Um, in my opinion, anyways. And it's a lot less finicky. The, I mean, you'll you'll spend the rest of your life just tweaking settings on a 3D printer, whereas the Carvey just works. So. Yeah, that's neat. It is the Carvey. Unfortunately, is totally out not out of my realm of, of It's out of my realm of thinking. I'm not a good. Uh, I've never been good at carving or whittling or any of those types of uh, art things. Like when I took fine art, I would never be able to see something and see a shape inside of it. But yeah. I think because of the, the 3D nature, I'm, I'm good at 3D modeling type of things, but not when there's a shape in front of me. So I think because it's less hands-on and I just put it in a machine, I think I can do it. I think I'll be able to do well, it. Well, the other thing that's nice about the Carvey rather than the X-Carve is that it has this 2.5D mode where you basically design something in 2D and then give it depth. Oh, okay, um, so it's like extruding so it. It, yes. Okay. So that makes it. Um, you can do it in 3D also, but uh, the 2.5D is, makes it a little bit easier for most people to wrap their head around. That's hilarious. 2.5D. <laughs> well, that's what they call it. No, I, I, I get it. That's too funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it's about time to wrap because we've been chatting our heads off. But it's been good talking to you all. Uh, so, Daryl, why don't you go ahead and do the honors, my friend? Yeah, well, again, thank you, JT, and thank you, Robin, for hanging out with us. Uh, also, obviously, i got to give a shout-out to my co-hosts, both Tyler and Sen. Uh, thank you for uh, hosting the show with me. Uh, we love, also, all the fans out there, your interaction. Uh, we love hearing from you if you have even ideas. Even Matt Loomis. We even like you, Matt Loomis. We even love Matt Loomis, who's going to be on the show next week. So think of nice, uh, hard questions, game theory questions. Let's, like, stump him. With math or something. He's hard to stump. Yeah, he is an incredible person to stump. But if we can't stump him, we'll at least try to piss him off because that's, <laughs> well, that's, that's always easy. fun too. That's really that's always fun. fun too. So we'll 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 at least promise you that. Um, <laughs> and uh, until next week, I just want to encourage people to keep making great games, and we look forward to playing them soon. 